So this is, this is a continuation on with Texas. I really probably should have called all these Texas instead, but because we're doing the primary document activities with David Crockett, I called them all David Crockett. So this is part three. This is part three. Now, we know that the Texans were getting angry. Do you remember why? There were two things. That, there was one thing they were just worried about, one thing that ticked them off. Well, really two things that ticked them off. Yes, they were afraid that slavery was going to end. Good? Yeah. Yes, good. The tariffs made them angry. And Santa Ana was setting himself up as a dictator, and they didn't like these things. So when people in American history get angry, especially this early part of American history, they stockpile weapons. So they have a weapon stockpile at Gonzales. It's a little more complicated than that, but we don't care. So they have this weapon stockpile at Gonzales, and Santa Ana is coming. They hear he's coming. They suggest that maybe he should leave, maybe the people there should leave. And they say, no, we're not going to. Instead, they hang up this flag. So when Santa Ana's troops arrive, they see that. They try. And of course, what do you do when you have a weapon stockpile and there's an army coming to try to take it? You use it. Yep. So, yeah, so they shot at him. Battle of Gonzales is over. Yeah. I don't know. I've wondered, I wonder that every time I see this. It's a picture of the actual flag, and I don't know what happened to that mystery corner. Hey. Maybe my TA can look that up for me later. There's another group. So the Texans are people who moved from the United States. But what we haven't talked about yet, but they are worth talking about for sure, are the people who moved from Mexico. So there's more settlers than just Americans going in there. These Mexicans move in, and they're called Tejanos. The Tejanos then are, they side with the Texans, but they're from Mexico. Now, what does this have to do with the democratization of memory? First, what's the democratization of memory? What does it mean? We've talked about this like six times. I know you know. <laughs> Good. We take people who've been left out of the narrative, left out of the story, and we put them back into the story. So Tejanos, why would they have been left out of the story? They're Hispanic, just plain racism. We're going to get more details tomorrow on how this works, but yeah, so they get left out of the story a lot. So they are worth being in the story. Again, more details coming tomorrow, but you can answer that question. Now, so they have a couple other battles, but we're coming in then to the Alamo.
What the Alamo was, was a mission. Are you familiar with Spanish missions? I have one nod, one person cracking their back. I'm assuming that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Guessing that has no meaning. No shrugs. A couple of people shaking their heads, no, you're not familiar with the way it works. Okay, so a mission in like Spanish Catholicism is a cross between a we are conquering you and we are converting you and we just want to be your friends. Okay, so it has on the outside a big old wall and you see that middle one is a picture of a mission in San Antonio. It has an outer wall that's a defensive wall, usually in case some of the natives decide they don't want to join the mission. In the middle, there's kind of a courtyard area. You can see it just a little bit of it off to the left there. The courtyard lets them hold dances and weddings and whatever um, and, and help spread their culture. On the side on the right, that's both a defensive wall and either the housing for people who convert and decide to come to the mission or for people who, um, like the military that's there. So how people view missions really depends on their background and ancestry. Uh, most Catholics, especially like the, their ancestors got converted in a mission, tend to be kind of more positive than most of the ones who were fighting against the people who were coming in on the mission. So that's what it is. In San Antonio, there's five missions. It's actually really cool. If you ever, have any, any of you ever been to San Antonio? Oh, you should go. It's, it's awesome. So there's a few things. I've just, the, the river walk like is really awesome. They, they built this nice little place by, by the river and it's, it's gorgeous. And then you got to see the Alamo, of course, but then go to the other missions. They are part of the National Park Service and they're also currently active churches. So if you go in, so I'm with my wife. One Sunday morning, we find ourselves in San Antonio. We go in to this museum, because it's open as a museum, and they are having mass. And we're like, um, this is awkward. So we go to turn around, and the priest, he's speaking in Spanish, says, hey, no, no, come, come in, come in. Look at, some of the best exhibits are over here, and then there's this really cool thing over there. And I'm like, okay. So we go in and we look at the exhibits and they're having mass. And <laughs> just like, we thought it was super weird, but I talked later with a priest who used to work there. And he's like, no, it's so common that we just don't care. We just keep having mass. So it's not a big deal to us at all. So the tourists are all like, this is weird. And we're like, mm, more tourists in mass. Anyway, it's, it's super cool. The Alamo, though, was one of the missions. It was never finished. So you look at that picture on the right. That's the church. Oh, they also had a church in their thing. So that's their church. Um, and it, it doesn't look like that because it's ruins, because it's falling apart, or because like it got hit by cannons or whatever. It looks like that because they built half of it and then stopped. Yeah lots of different factors. They had other missions close by. They had uh, attacks from some of the natives. 
they just their ideas changed over time. It just wasn't effective. It wasn't going to be profitable. So lots of reasons. Okay, so the Alamo had no strategic importance whatsoever. None. Uh, the Mexicans could have just walked around it. The Americans didn't need to keep it. It's not on a trade route. It's not, it's, it is nothing. It is just nothing. So the battle happens. So this is, you could see an idea of missions now, maybe a little better. You see the chapel. You see the horse pen that was originally the, the, uh, the garden for the convent. And you see that they have some defensive walls around it that weren't in the best shape. So looking at this, if you were Santa Ana, what would be the best places to attack? Someone said something that I can't hear. The chapel wouldn't be a bad spot, especially that spot right by it, right kind of underneath it. They call it the Palisade. That's going to be pretty effective. The Sally Port has an open door. The idea is that people get in there and get caught by the others, but it's still going to be a thing. I should add this. So you get why Santa Ana attacked where he attacked. Uh, Santa Ana had no, he saw no value in his men. Like there's one point that his men were kind of dying, not kind of dying, were actually dying. And someone said, hey, you know, the men are dying. And he said, what, what are the lives of so many chickens? So yes, the Sally Port, he's going he's gonna to go straight in there. There's one other spot that's pretty weak. I don't know if you see it. The... Yes, not quite. The north wall. That spot that's broken by the north wall is weaker too. Uh, but the north wall itself is not completed. It's pretty low. And you'll notice the cap captain of the fort, the leader of the fort, William Travis, that's where he dies. Can you find where Davy Crockett is? Yeah, the Palisade. Um, there's another dude... Um, San Joaquin, I oh, know I do not pronounce his name properly. He is uh, a Tejano. They send him out as a scout. He tries to come back and isn't successful. He isn't able to come back. Um, but he was a key figure in Texas independence. The other name you might know is Jimmy. Are you familiar with him? Little. He was a knife fighter. He was famous kind of like Davy Crockett, but not quite as much. Yeah, he invented a knife called the Bowie knife that was really good for fighting against people. Really huge knife. It's almost like a small sword. It's like this long. Thing was massive. Fat old blade. Um, Bowie was sick. So they had him in, uh, in there kind of for hospital. All right, so Santa Ana comes every night. Uh, well, he surrounds the Alamo. He puts up the flag, uh, flag that says death to the traitors and plays a song every night called Slit Throat that they play when they're going to kill everybody. It's a threat like, we will kill all of you. We're not going to take any prisoners. Every night they play it and they bombard them all night with cannon fire. 
Why would they do that? Good. They're going to mentally screw up. You can't sleep at night. You always worry, is this the big thing? You know, what's going on? This is, this is why I do this. And then that song gets in your head. It makes you want to just throttle somebody or something. You will see that song in at least two of the movies or hear that song. And you'll see it too. So Santa Ana attacks after a few days. He comes in. He does come at all the places you mentioned and I mentioned. Um, we, Captain Travis is killed at the back. Uh, when they realize that, they turn around and start trying to protect from the Mexicans coming behind them. That doesn't work because they're still coming from in front. Ultimately, they're able to come over and slaughter everyone inside the Alamo. But how does Crockett die? This first, don't write anything down until I get to the end of this. So first, the, the earliest accounts of this come one month later in two newspapers. Both of them claim to have their stuff from Joe, who was enslaved to William Travis till he died. And he, they say that Joe said Davy Crockett died like a hero surrounded by leaps, uh, by leaps, by heaps of enemies. Uh, same newspaper or different newspaper claimed the same source said that Crockett and his friends were found lying together with 21 of the slain enemy around them. Now, a month later, so this is two months after the battle, uh, some random source that claimed to be Mexican said that Crockett, five of his friends were surrounded, they surrendered, Santa Ana ordered them all executed with swords. Someone later said they saw Crockett's body with a sword wound above his eye. But that's not convincing because other people said other things. Okay, so four years later, so Alamos, 1836, so 1840, uh, this novelist says, oh, I did this interview with one of Santa Ana's servants who said that he saw Crockett and Crockett was dead. He was on top of a heap of 16 corpses. And one of those corpses had Crockett's huge knife embedded in him. Crockett did have a skinning knife. It wasn't as big and fancy as what's his guts, Bowie's. But there you go. Um, in 1842, someone claimed to have interviewed a black servant. Oh, I forgot I didn't have exactly what this one says. What they claimed is that Crockett, hold on, let me make sure that I have the right one. Let me check my notes real fast. Uh, they said that Crockett was cheering on the others, fighting really bravely, and then when the palisade was overrun, he jumped down from the palisade into a bunch of uh, Mexican soldiers and just started slaughtering them left and right and died in a heap on top of the heap of people that he'd killed. Someone else, a Mexican soldier, said that he saw uh, a venerable-looking old man get shot, get executed after the battle. And he said they called him Crockett. Three other people corroborated this claim. 
A few others said they saw his body with bayonet wounds. Uh, so, in the end then, he either died quickly and randomly, or he died quickly but really bravely, or he died late while fighting a whole bunch of enemies, or he was executed either by a sword or a rifle. So, sum this up. What are the facts that we know about his death? What's the actual fact? We know We know where he died. And we know somehow he must have been killed by Santa Ana's people. Is there anything else we know for sure? Well, some people said he was wearing a hat, and almost everybody said he was wearing a shirt. So we know he wasn't naked. Which is pr probably not something you assumed anyway. Other than that, do we really know anything? No. Can we? No. There's no way we have of knowing which of these is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. I, all the defenders died. The Mexicans did not kill any of the slaves when they managed to capture, no matter if they fought back against them or not, because they saw that as they were forced to. So like William Travis's slave, Joe, he lives. Um, there's also the ones who fought for the Mexicans. There are a few people who helped out. So that, like there are some women who are non-combatants who didn't fight but, but took care of some of the other things. And there are um, there's some community members in San Antonio. So yeah, good question. Otherwise, it'd be like, wait a minute. Now, what, why would I be belaboring this point? Because there's this important thing where history meets psychology right here. Um, people tend to think that memory works like a recording device. Like you pull out your phone and hit record, and you have the video, and it does not work that way. What happens is your memory... It starts when your brain acknowledges that something's going on. Your brain gets that stimulation. And get that your brain ignores most of the stimulation that happens around it. Like, stop for just a sec. Did you hear that? You can hear the computers. You hear the lights buzzing. You hear the AC system just Did you notice that you didn't notice those things till I pointed them out? Now it's probably driving you nuts. Right? And people are writing, you hear all this. Your brain does not care about extraneous information. It will focus on whatever you are focused on, what you're attending to. That's part of why if you pull your cell phone out, you're being stupid. You're not doing it. That's why I use that terminology because nobody has their phone out. Nobody's got in trouble for that for a long time in this class because you guys are smart. You know better. Um, because when that phone's out, you are, you're attending to your phone. You literally cannot encode information besides what you're attending to. Multitasking is a myth. 
I have a cool video on it if you ever have psychology from me, which you won't. You can't because I'm not teaching it next year. But if you magically end up being reincarnated somehow and you come back to psychology, I've got a great video about multitasking. Okay, so you take that information and then you put it in what you attended to. If your brain ties that to already existing information or if it's repeated, it will encode it in your long-term memory. Your brain does not think, like you can't sit when you're studying and be like, this is important, remember, okay, and then read it. That's not the way your brain works. Your brain remembers things that are repeated. That's why I was talking to Dooley. I used Dooley as an example earlier today. Dooley's a pretty darn good teacher. Uh, he's really good at this. Um, he repeats the stuff. You do it once, he tells you in class. You do a review thing. You do a, you do a quiz. You do a little project. You do a, something else. So you repeat it over and over and over and over. If I know this, why don't we do this in this class? Because this is a college class. The, the repetition is on you. You should be taking your stuff home and studying it and repeating it. That's, that's a college expectation. Okay, but your memory doesn't just put the stuff in there and then it just stays. Your memory puts the stuff in there and then you pull it back up and think about it. Depending on how embarrassing it is. If it's really embarrassing, then you pull it up all the time at 1 a.m. You remember when you were six and you said that stupid thing? Oh, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> right? Come on, your brains do that too, don't they? Your brain, like, I'm trying to sleep. Oh, this doesn't matter. Why is this here again? No one else remembers this except me. Because hey? it keeps bringing it back up. But every time it brings it back up, it alters it a little bit. It'll alter it based on other things you heard. It'll alter it based on movies that you saw. It will alter it based on whatever. So your memory will shift over time. This is why if, you're, if you become a police officer, you will learn to take a whole bunch of witness statements very quickly. It's not because people lie, it's because people misremember things. So the witness will get up on the stand and they'll say, hey, this is what happened, this is what I saw, and they could very easily be mistaken. Yeah. I have not. My wife was just there last month. Uh-huh. Yeah, in your memory, it, it changes. It just changes over time. And that's, that's the perfect example of that. Even something as simple as the color of the sky. It, and it's not that people are lying, it's just that people remember it differently. Now, some of these people are probably lying right? Like they're trying to sell their accounts to a newspaper. They might be making up and they didn't have an interviewee in the first place, but it's, it's changed. Does that make sense? So that's something that you need to be aware of in history. And that's why we look at things like, wait a minute, this is an autobiography. He's writing about something that happened when he was 13. Is it accurate? Well, it's probably more accurate than something someone else wrote, but you know, how bad was Davy Crockett beat up? How bad did he beat up the other guy? How angry was his dad, really? 
right? They, these are the kinds of things that'll get altered as time passes. And by the way, when you're a parent, you come home and they've broken the lamp and you get two stories, they're probably not lying. They probably remember it differently. And it was probably both of them. Just punish the crap out of both of them. You're all grounded. Wah. Okay, you don't have to do that last part. Hey. Okay.